Okay, everybody. I have something really cool to tell you about. If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. And then you can get started. It's really fun. We just switched over recently here at All Too Real 2, and I'm enjoying it so far. So be sure to check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Hey everybody, welcome to the All Too Real 2 Podcast! Okay, anyways, um, so, uh, my name is Michael E. Cullen II. I am your host. With me, as always, is my co-host, Matthew Haas, who is opening up a Code Red Mountain I'm trying to open it in front of the mic. God damn it. Oh, ah. Almost. Oh, a sweaty. He's got it. It's the sweaty can. Come on. Ah. Oh. Oh, that, that sounds good. That's the sound of my soul being ripped apart after watching this fucking movie. You can solve it. Just drink some Code Red and you'll be okay. Ah, okay, good. Code Red. Mm-hmm. The official Code Red of uh of code Ma- red. Mountain Dew Code Red is the official Code Red of uh, All Too Real Two podcast. Yes. Yes. That that is my co-host there, Matthew. Haas. Matthew Code Red Haas. <laughs> um, so, uh, today, we uh, watched a uh, movie that we're going to uh, talk about, like we do from time to time on this show. <clears throat> a movie in a manner of speaking. Yes, uh, it's another uh, Direct from Hell direct-to-video sequel. Um, this time, we decided... Um, Humans weren't enough. Um, so we decided, hey, let's, uh, watch a movie about a dog. Yes, Beethoven's mm-hmm. third. Yep. Yep. 2000. Year yep. 2000. Yes, it was, uh, directed by, uh, David Mickey Evans, known for Sandlot and Sandlot 2. He also narrated those films. We've already covered Sandlot 2 on this illustrious podcast. <clears throat> this film was uh, 
based on, of course, the Beethoven films that were created by John Hughes. Yes, and um, that starred Charles Grodin. Um, this was uh, written by Jeff Schechter. Uh. Yeah, he also wrote... Um, other things. That one movie. Yeah. Now he wrote, uh, God, he wrote Beethoven's third, like I said here. He also wrote Dennis the Menace Strikes Again. Mm. He's written other things too, a lot of TV and, uh, the Care Bears Big Wish movie in 2005. (laughs) Uh... The latest thing is a TV series called uh, Stitchers, which he created and seems to still be running. So, okay. Anyways, um, this movie, instead of having um, Bonnie Hunt and uh, Charles Grodin reprising their roles and returning to this franchise and, you know, the kids from the other two movies, which I haven't seen in like 20 years, so I'm not going to pretend I know what the hell they're about or anything. Um, I just know there was a dog. And, uh, yeah, anyways, we have, uh, Judge Reinhold as, uh, Charles Grodin's brother, because they look so much alike. Yeah. They're both white males. And, um... One's, like, tall tall and thin, and... The other one's kind of slightly chubby and shorter. Anyways, or average height, at least. His best role ever, Judge Reinhold, though. This movie? Like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, forget about it. I don't, you know, I don't care if that's like a classic. Nope. This Be- is, Beverly Hills Cop. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. This is it right here. Hmm. Or even what was it? Um, what, what you got there? Well, I don't know. Oh, that's pretty cool. My what pen is, is your weird. pen actually has like a advertisement. Oh, on sweet. That's, for that's a TV station that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Anyways, um, <clears throat> but yeah, the uh, also the movie with the robot. Ah, you know, I can't think of the movie. You know, the robot, the little thing, like. Was a robot guy? He was in that movie, wasn't he? It was a really famous movie in the eighties, like a robot, like a like a. Are you thinking of like Short Circuit? Yes. No, he wasn't in that. He wasn't. <laughs> as oh, far as I know, I thought he was. <laughs> I don't think he was. I thought he was in like part two or something. All right. I don't. He might have been. I don't know. I know he wasn't in the first one because like that was like Steve Gutenberg. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Never yeah. Mind. And um, yeah, and the uh. The um he was in um you know Beverly Hills Cop one mm-hmm. two and three and uh, we should cover Beverly Hills Cop three for this sometime. Really, is it bad? It's it's not as good as the other two, okay. but I actually really <clears throat> thoroughly enjoy the film, even though it's not a direct video sequel. But we can still we can bend the rules. Sometimes. Yeah, well, I don't think we really have rules anyway, so it's kind of our own podcast. It's a it's a pop culture free for all folks anyways um sometimes that's good sometimes (laughs) yeah judge judge reinhold was also you know in uh santa claus yeah that's right Mm -hmm. okay yeah he was in the santa claus one two and three i believe yeah he was in all of them oh wow yeah as uh the stepfather to uh tim allen's kid so he's been in some stuff he's been in a lot of stuff some good really good stuff stuff. yeah Yeah. he's a really good actor actually he, he does this though for some yeah. And he and he came back for Beethoven's fourth as well, so we should watch that sometime. Too. Oh yeah, we will definitely. <laughs> Anyways, um can't be much worse than this. <laughs> I don't know, it's possible. 
I'll take that back when we watch it and we mm-hmm. see that it is. Anyways, um, so and also, um, the woman that played his wife. Oh yeah, the she wa- was in um, yeah Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Julia Sweeney plays his wife. Um, so yeah, they they play uh, Richard and Beth Newman, and then you have uh, the kids. Brennan and Sarah Newton, played by uh, Joe Pitchler and uh, Michaela Gallo. Yep. Um, two kids that I think only did these movies. So, I think it turned them off of acting. Yeah, and then you have um, a couple of bad guys named Tommy and Bill. God, these guys. Are... Played by uh, Mike uh, Ciccolini and uh, Jamie Marsh. I'm just guessing on how you pronounce that guy's name. I think it's Ciccolini. C-I-C-C-O-L-I-N-I. I, I, I know. Ciccolini, Ciccolini. It could be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I, never, a... I never heard of it pronounced by him or... Anybody. Anybody, because I don't know if he's been in anything but this... He's movie. been in a lot of things, oh, actually. Really? It's okay. really weird, yeah. Yeah, you have a special appearance at the end of the movie by uh, TV's uh, Riddler, uh, Frank Gorshin. Yeah, that's right. He was also the voice of Daffy Duck for a few years and stuff back in the day. Hmm. And he's passed away, I believe. So... Yeah, it's a 19-year-old movie, so... Yes. He was pretty old right then, too, so... <clears throat> so, I think I've forgotten everything that happened in this movie, yeah. Matt, well, already. Well, I wrote a lot of stuff down to help jog our memories. Yes, um, I mean, I'm, just little things. I couldn't, I didn't have time to I mean, write, you know. I can read the, uh, synopsis of the film from IMDb if you'd like. No, let's not do let's that. Let's not do that. Because okay. it won't be as fun. <laughs> no, I know. Let's do, let's do this. What, what happens in this movie, Matthew? I'll okay. let you, I'll let you. Oh, God. Start. Alright, let's start. Until your brain starts <laughs> to hurt to the point where blood starts coming out of your eyes. Okay, so okay. it starts off with Sarah is filming her mom. Like, do something for, like, a garage sale, it looks like. And I think they were just getting everything together for the trip. Is that what it trip. was? Just yeah. getting everything together I don't know. for the trip. I'm and, not sure. And instead of helping her mom, she's just filming her the whole time. And then, uh... On her high 8 video camera. Yeah, and then Dad comes home. At first, it looks like, you know, this really rinky-dinky RV drives down the road. And Mom is, you know, freaking out, like, please don't let that be, you know, something that he bought. And it drives... Down the road, and she's like, thank God. But, but then another RV drives down the road, and it is Dad coming home and ends up kind of scuffing up her garden gnomes that she took, you know, painstakingly took care of for 10 years and kind of chipped them up a little bit because he wasn't used to driving the RV. So then they get into this whole thing about how much money did this cost? Oh, blah, blah. It's no big deal. I just rented it and paid for insurance and it's a great investment and we'll have a great family vacation because I'm going to recreate this family vacation I had when I was a kid because we all know that you could recreate memories. That's a totally um, easy thing to do and, and something that should should be done, not creating new memories. Okay, so he wants to recreate this magical I think I have an idea uh, for a movie, Matt. What's that? It's a movie where we recreate memories. Yeah, okay. Wait, didn't they already do that with, like... I don't know. The, the What was that movie? Sunshine or... It, it, with Jim Carrey? No, Eternal Sunshine. Is fun. They, they They erased memories. That's right. They, but didn't they implant new ones? I think they might have, but... No, they didn't. But, they just erased them all. But, but I'm saying this is where you recreate the memory. Oh, I see. Like, it's like a... It's a, it's a theme park where you go. This is my idea, folks, so don't steal it. <laughs> you go to a theme park... And there's an attraction at the theme park where it's it's called uh, recreated uh, re- re- recreatatron. Recreatatron. Yeah. <laughs> and you go in 
And instead of, you know, riding some Harry Potter or Disney thing or something, you, you go in there and it's like, you just say, hey, my third birthday. And then all of a sudden you're reenacting your third birthday. <clears throat> and then yeah. trouble ensues. Yeah, trouble. Because you need, you need conflict for a good movie. So <laughs> Yeah, you need some yeah. kind of conflict. So like monster shows up trying to kill you. I don't know. And in all honesty, I'm actually liking this idea. So please don't <laughs> steal this, folks. Yeah, don't steal it. <clears throat> so... So Dad is trying to get them all rounded up to go on their great vacation. Mom says that uh, she was told that um, his brother was having something shipped to their house that day. And it turns out that they shipped Beethoven, the dog, for some reason, without even telling them why or even asking them if it's all right. And then they decide, well, what, you know, should we take Beethoven to a kennel? Or should we take him with us? Sarah wants to bring him, you know, with him. The dad kind of wants to bring him with him. So then he kind of blames it on the mom. Oh, well, she may just take beef to him to a kennel because it's, it's always the woman's fault. It's always the mom's fault. So this is the, this is the propaganda even in that time. But anyway, so, um. But this is a female empowering movie, I think. Well, in some ways, so, but it's yeah. weird though because they have like a, it's, 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 they strike a balance. See who, you know, they strike a balance of who gets the blame. Yeah. Instead of, instead of uniting, you know, it, you know, they strike a balance of who's the evil one. That's, that's the great empowering message of who to blame for your problems and that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know, you know what I'm talking about, but, uh, so Beethoven breaks free from the kennel before even being put inside of it. Just, just drags the woman who's holding him on the leash, just runs away, hops into the little boat that they have attached to the RV and hitches a ride all the way to the campground that Judge Reinhold ended up breaking the sign because the RV was too lar- too tall and he didn't actually read signs about how, how you know tall his vehicle could be. What the clearances and yeah. stuff, yeah. Because he's a fucking idiot. So, um, so that happens and then they find Beethoven, no, he finds Beethoven because he's trying to lift the boat, and the boat is so much heavier because of a dog being in it than what it was. That weighs 185 pounds. Like, that was such a huge, noticeable difference. Beethoven jumps out, they have ball-busting humor, where the boat hits him up in his testes, and he flies off into the water, because we haven't seen that in any Beethoven movie, or any movie where it's hijinks like that at all. No, it it was, it was completely original. It was, it was like as groundbreaking as like, you know, Toy Story or, uh, or, um, you know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or, um, you know, the jazz singer with sound and stuff. You know, it it was, it was the most groundbreaking thing in cinema history. Right. And, oh, okay. Wait, bad guys. Yeah, no, that didn't. And the bad guy, I forgot about the bad guy. So the bad guys are these two, one of them is like the complete idiot dude and then the other guy is like is supposedly smart. All right, so their big plan is that they went to a video store to rent or buy a movie called The Shakiest Gun in the West. Starring Don Knotts. Da- yeah, starring Don Knotts as 19, a DVD. 1968 film. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they, it wasn't really the movie. It was some computer code for something that was never explained throughout the entire movie. So the, the MacGuffin was not explained, which... Fine, whatever. And, um, but just, just, just so happened that someone actually bought the movie or rented it. Cause they, they were like, we, we're gonna pick the movie that no one would ever rent or want to buy. And then we'd come here and buy it. But then someone bought it. Uh oh. Guess who bought it? Uh oh, it was dad who bought it because he wanted to watch, cause that was the movie he watched as a kid on their family vacation. 
and this is where I have questions. <laughs> Number one, you have this code, okay? Which we don't know it's for. That's, that's whatever. I mean, I don't care what it's for necessarily for the plot to go along. You have the code, okay? Now let's say this is the code I have. It's the, actually, it's my code red. Code red. Yeah. But anyways, I have my code red in my hand here, okay? I decide to take the information that's on this code red and put it on a disc and then deliver it somehow to a video store and put it on the shelf so people can buy it. But I already had it. But I'm going to put it on a DVD. Well, I don't know if they had the code, if they knew what the code The was. way they were saying it is that why was the idea that we put this on this uh, disc or whatever? They said we and stuff like that in the thing. And I'm just like. I don't know. I'm just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Why, why would you make it more difficult on yourself to get a code you already have? I think it was just poor writing on their part. I don't think they meant that, but that's the way they wrote it. Because yeah. why would they do that? That makes no sense. They must have ordered the code. And my thing is, is, even if anybody had the code, there's other ways to deliver the code to, you know, like, d- mail? <clears throat> This this computer carrier code, pigeon something. The way that they're treating this code as though it, it's like the biggest government secret ever. The lengths that they're going. I mean, think about it. most people would not go to the length of putting this on like a DVD at some random video store across the country, and then going there and then renting the correct DVD. I mean, just so that you don't get caught. Yeah, I don't know what they were, what was on that code or what what that code entailed, but. I don't, I don't think it was anything good. It's probably some weird money shit or aliens or oh, just like the alien dog he was talking about you know, later on about baby. I think now, now I might be wrong. This movie took place in two thousand. Yeah, maybe this was all the plans for nine eleven. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, I do think that there was some ones in that code, and that stands for nine eleven. Yeah, so, so, was, so, so it's all a conspiracy. <laughs> it was time. a coded reference. Did you did you actually see the conspiracy theory about how the band um, <clears throat> Super Tramp did an album, and the album cover is supposed to be envisioning nine eleven or predicting nine eleven? It shows a waitress like holding like some drinks or something. No, and the drinks are supposed to be the falling towers because everything's like upside down, and so. In the upside down world, that's what's happening. I don't know. There's a whole conspiracy theory. I, I, I've seen things about like Back to the Future was supposed to predict it. <clears throat> that makes and more Z- sense. Z- Zumeckis was, and, and then he just basically admitted to to it when he made uh, what was that movie? Um, that movie with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt about the the true story movie about the guy that that uh, walked across a wire on between the two towers. Anyways, that. Because he was wearing a similar outfit when he was doing that color scheme to Marty McFly in that movie, that it was him answering to the fact that he was actually trying to warn us about 9-11 back in <laughs> 1989 or something when, when Back to the Future 2 came out or whatever. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that video on YouTube. Yeah. That person had to go through those movies like a hundred times probably to pick out yeah. all those parts. But at least that sort of makes sense because they had more mm-hmm. to go off of, but Super Tramp? The band, like, yeah. Why, why would the band super trend, whatever? And then I'm yeah, getting off track. Anyways, but um, so <clears throat> they want this code. Uh, Judge Reinhold ordered the movie, and now it's on the RV. So now they're trying to follow 
the RV to retrieve a DVD. Sarah, the little girl, knows can see that she's being followed by them and tells her parents and they don't ever believe her. She keeps saying that, you know, they keep following them mm-hmm. and they never believe her because apparently when she was like four, she had a wild imagination. So therefore when she's like 10, she can't tell the truth about something that's happening. Nice gaslighting there, by the way. It's like, how dare you when you were four or three years old think something wild is happening to you? Yep. Like, what's like, how dare you not just have a complete rational mind here? Okay. But. But what? Parents lie to us all the time and it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Like Santa Claus. The Tooth Fairy. Uh, Easter Bunny. And then the Tooth Fairy 2. Jesus. Oh, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, what? No. Not, <laughs> not, not, sorry, not Jesus. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, God, Mike. So what am I doing here? Uh, I wrote so much stuff down, but I don't even know where to even... I mean, at least it's somewhat chronological. Okay, so the basil would be nice. All right, that, that references the tomato bath. Yeah, Um. at one point, Beethoven chases a skunk into the... That we never see into the <laughs> into the grass, tall grass. So that's why you don't see him, and he gets sprayed by the skunk. And so the this uh, ranger or sheriff or something at the at the camping ground tells him, you know, the only only thing I know that'll do it is uh, you know get him him. You know that's what he said. Anyways, um, no, yeah, that's exactly what he said. Yeah, no, he says he says the only thing I know of is uh. Is a uh, tomato sauce. Yeah, sauce, not juice, not soup, sauce. So, mm. so, so, so we cut to like Julia Sweeney giving him a bath in like Prego or something. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> like you were saying, you always, you always thought it was tomato juice. Yeah, I was told tomato soup. So juice soup, it's a similar consistency. Yeah. Sauce is a thicker, yeah, thing. So that you're gonna cover a mm. big hairy dog in. I don't know. I don't know. So and then. And then the officer ranger is what, that's not what he, he's a yeah. ranger, but the, but Judge Reinhold's a fucking idiot and he keeps calling him <laughs> officer ranger. He's like, but yeah, so, some basil would be nice, you know, trying to inject some humor into this forsaken bullshit. Anyway, so, um, <clears throat> bad guys are chasing him again and then, uh, <clears throat> Beethoven does something else to, I don't know what he does to trick them or whatever. And then they run into a thing and then they get cement covered or you know cement like liquid whatever the liquid cement covers their car and then yeah. it hardens and they drive with the cement on their car which, for miles and which miles. apparently that is the car was fine to drive after having cement um hardened on it i don't know and then then he's like don't tell my mom because i guess it's like his mom's car that he's quote-unquote borrowing which is weird because it's kind of a weird car that usually I wouldn't think that that would be his mom's car. I would it basically that. it looked it looked similar. I don't know. It, it like is it like a gremlin or something yeah. in the car. I think it's like the similar to the car that uh, Wayne and Garth have in Wayne's World. Yeah, except for a different color. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it could be his mom's car, but it just seems like that would be more mm-hmm. of like the young man's car. Yeah, but whatever. So, or maybe he just doesn't want his mom to know that he fucked up his car for doing some stupid hacking bullshit. That's the other thing too. That this this is re, this is movie is like complete or replete. Is that the word replete? With like all like mm-hmm. the early two thousands hacking bullshit. Like you type in like two code two numbers and suddenly you hack into like a database and like yeah. one second flat. Mm-hmm. Like that never happens at all ever. 
But nope. in this movie, it does because he's such a wizard that he can just type in. That's what like, I'm saying. They were planning 9/11, man. I'm that's what I'm you. saying. Yeah. I think he is a genius. Yeah. <laughs> and the brain freeze guy, maybe he was trying to always freeze his brain because he knew so much about what was happening. He that yeah. he had to like kind of like just forget about it. So he had to keep drinking coffee and get him yeah. high on. Yeah, that. he drank a lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. A lot of I coffee. think my theory is that he was actually addicted to methamphetamines. Mm-hmm. I think. I think this was like. Probably around the time that, uh, you know, before we had Red Bull and Monster around and stuff like that, I think if this movie was made today, this guy would be, you know, hopped up on Monster and his name would be Kyle. Because everybody that drinks Monster and goes crazy is named Kyle, in my opinion. So that's okay. But, um... Good one. Yep. Anyways... There's this moment where he's drinking like an iced coffee or an ice cream, and he's like really drinking it, and he's like making all these weird faces, and then the guy's like, "What's what's wrong?" And he's like, "Brain freeze!" screaming or whatever. He's like, he's like "Drink, drink, uh, you know, half of it next time or whatever." I don't know. It's just it's such a bizarre movie. And then, oh, okay. So next thing I have written down is that Judge Reinhold. I'm just gonna call him Judge Reinhold. I'm not even gonna call him his character's name. Richard. Yeah, no, I'm kind of, <laughs> Judge Judge Reinhold says that he wants to go see a life-sized peanut butter sculpture of Abraham Lincoln. That's a great vacation right there. You know, one of our finest presidents now, in peanut butter. Now, I'm all for presidents being made out of condiments. <laughs> but I would prefer a uh, Bill Clinton carved out of cheese. That's just me. I don't know. <clears throat> I have no reason for that, but that that image just popped in my head. I'd rather have a Donald Trump chicken nugget sculpture. <laughs> or, or no, no, I think I think a Donald Trump uh, carved out of uh, Cheetos. Yeah, just like just <laughs> melt it into a sculpture <laughs> and just put it out in the sun. Just watch it melt mm-hmm. while you chanting <laughs> chanting mantras and spells. Cast out the demons of okay, whoa! And then, uh, <laughs> hey, spiritual warfare goes both ways. Yes, they they want to they want to come after us. I'll come after them. So let's we'll do we'll, we'll go on the spirit plane and we'll see we'll see who wins. <laughs> yeah. this. That's a good movie right there too. We'll write this down later, mm-hmm. and we can put it in my uh, my theme park movie. Yes, um. <laughs> spiritual warfare, right? <laughs> wow. Oh God! <clears throat> Anything else you got? <laughs> to, uh, I don't know. Do you want to take a break, Matt? Sure. Yeah, we've been going for like twenty-five minutes here. Oh, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll take a little break for some uh, words from our uh, sponsors and whatnot, <laughs> and we'll be right back here with more of Beethoven's fucking third. <laughs> What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. 
So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Okay, we're back. Yep. <sighs> what movie did we watch again, Matt? Beethoven's Third or The Third. Beethoven's Third. Third, okay. See, you see, the reason that they named him like this is because they were clever. And, you know, Beethoven was a composer. Mm-hmm. And he had, you know, different symphonies. So he had Beethoven, it was the first movie, and then Beethoven's second, like Beethoven's right. second symphony. Right. And then Beethoven's third. See, it's clever, man. The people at Universal were thinking. So were they hoping <laughs> to make like 45 of these fucking movies then? Just have a... I don't know. They stopped at four. Good. At the fourth. But then they made more after that. Then they Which re-booted. we may want to cover someday where they kind of reboot the series. Right. I just have to say one thing. Yeah. I will hold in my gas, Tommy. I will well, hold in my gas, Tommy. Well, um, Matt. Yeah. My name's Mike, not mm-hmm. Tommy. But I do appreciate you holding in your gas. No, I'm referring to the... Oh, is that a line in the movie? Yes. Oh, okay. Because, remember, they're elaborate. They had gas canisters for some reason. Tranquil animal... That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. They just ha- happened to have animal tranquilizers in yes. the guy's car before they even knew that there was a dog mm-hmm. that was going to be there. So that was convenient that the genius computer hacker, Tommy, well, yeah. just knew to have animal tranquilizers on hand just in case they ran into a big animal so, so so you mean to tell me at one point in the movie the line i will hold in my gas they're gonna time? gas the people they were gonna gas the fucking family so it's for this dvd now i have a question about this movie <laughs> I mean, which one of shakespeare's plays was this based on no, no. oh wait no <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. They got the goggles yes. so, so they can't so they can see in dark. So they got that they got the cloaks. Yes. This is before Harry Potter. They had a fucking invisibility cloak. Well, sort of, you know, not in a, not like Harry Potter invisibility cloak, but they had a, a cloak that was It was a cloak so that they could just appear to be moon shadows. That's right. Moon that's right. Moon shadow moon. And and it's just ironic because right before we watched the movie, we were in uh, Matthew's van, listening to Cat Stevens, Stevens, and that song was on. Yeah. So yeah. And if I ever lose my legs, if I, I ever know. watch a movie, <laughs> I really hope it's not like this one. <laughs> away, take me away from this stupid fucking movie. Anyway, so. <laughs> Sorry, Cat Stevens. <laughs> Yusuf Islam. It's okay. Um, he, he's he's traveling on a peace train right now, so yes, we're all good. Yes. <laughs> so he he says, "I see it," because they're staring through the window now, looking to make sure that they can get in there and steal the DVD. And then the the idiot guy, I forgot his name. He goes, "I gotta go tinkle." It's like he's like a little kid. This guy, you know. I don't even know why the genius hacker guy who has animal tranquilizers on hand at any given moment even needs. A spiky-haired coffee addict guy to even be with them is it just companionship reasons. Just wants a friend. I don't know. Or it's the same reason that Joe Pesci needed Daniel Stern in, yeah. in Home Alone. Yeah. Yes. 
There is no reason. It's just to have a, 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 a banter, basically. So then, so then something happened. Oh yeah, Beethoven knows what's up. He's he's trying to protect the family from these these guys, and he always gets yelled at for doing so. And it makes me so sad throughout this whole movie because he's just protecting the family. And you know, the little brat kid is like, Beethoven, I I was talking to this cute girl, and you embarrassed me. It's like, you know what? Fuck you. You know, you're on a vacation. Just go. Well, you know, I, I was I was a young 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 lad at one time, I don't care. Okay. and and I, I'm gonna tell you that if I was talking to a cute girl, and a fucking dog came by and knocked a bunch of fucking diet coke all over me from yeah, a display in was, two liters, in two liters, <laughs> but he was attacking a guy that was about to steal his keys. Yeah, I don't care. I don't Dude. care. I would have diet coke all over me, and I hate coke. I love Code Red by Mountain Dew. Well, wait, I think it's not, getting to me, man. They're not even. Similar. I mean, okay. you'd say I like Pepsi more than Coke. That would make sense, kind of. Well, I do. Well, and and Pepsi makes Code, yeah. Coke Mountain Dew Code Red. Exactly. They own. Yeah. Okay. The the drink of all too real too. Yeah. Personally, I do like Coke better than Pepsi, though. That's just me. Matt, I do. Matt, we can no what? longer be friends. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. We're well, gonna have to end Coke this came podcast first, and and um, you know. And then Pepsi improved on the. Nah, well. Improving is an interesting interpretation of not being as good, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> Matt. What? <clears throat> I think this is where our friendship ends. That's fine. I'm telling you. No. Okay. Well, no, I'm joking. I'm gonna call you, <laughs> then I've got to rename you Officer Ranger, because that's what Judge Reinhold calls the Ranger Officer, and then the guy says Ranger, so then he thinks... Judge Reinhold thinks that his name is Ranger, so he's calling him Officer Ranger, and the guy's getting pissed off. That part was actually kind of funny. That was kind of funny. <laughs> but, oh, that's right. The, can, I, can I get to the trippy? There's a lot of trippy scenes in this movie, too. Yeah, I mean, go like, ahead. We can like, skip over. We can skip to the end. I don't care. It's no. just like. <laughs> so, like, just, just like a, just like a, like a sort of, um, confession here. You know, I've been high like a few times in my life. Not not a lot, but I've a few times. And I I, I remember Matt, when you drank the coke, it didn't really get it no. didn't really have cocaine in it. Oh, just gosh. letting you know. No, I'm not talking. I didn't even drink coke. I'm drinking Code Red. Oh, but you said you like coke, so I was just making sure you knew it didn't have <clears throat> cocaine in it. Any no, longer. I know that it did at one time, but it doesn't. Yeah, that was anymore. long. That was before I was born, though. Yeah, that was like that was like <clears throat> like. 80 years yeah. before you were yeah, born. I, but yeah. <laughs> and by high, I don't mean cocaine. I mean, oh, okay. I, I just, meant, I meant other types just making sure that you didn't think you were getting. I meant uh, more of the cannabis variation. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I gotcha. Gotcha. Is, gotcha. Gotcha. That's fine. I've okay. Been, um. <laughs> I've, been, I've been high only a few times in my life. Yes. But I remember enough from those experiences <clears throat> what it was like to watch a movie while being in that state of mind. It's a very, for me at least, it's a very spacey, feeling it was it was it was you couldn't really follow one scene to the next it was more of like the entire movie was like its own just one scene and everything kind of sort of just melted into the next scene so i had a that kind of thing i'm watching this movie did you have to watch movies with accused pedophile kevin spacey when you were spacey no i didn't watch any i watched okay just making sure just making the first movie i watched when i was high just happened to be a movie called cadillac records with Adrian Brody. That's a good movie. It's a really great movie. But I could not follow it. We should cover it. that for our other we podcast. Should, I could not follow it. Yeah. I, re- I remember, like, two things happening in that yeah. movie. I remember um, 
Muddy Waters had like a scarf around him when he's playing guitar, or not not a scarf. What what do they call? What's that thing called? It's like, like a kerchief or a, it's, no, no, not it's, a kerchief. It's like a it's fancy a, name. It's like, it's like a, a cravat. There, it, yeah, I think that's what it was. He was wearing one of those, <clears throat> and he was playing his guitar. And then I remember them him recording in the studio. I remember him talking to the Rolling Stones for a moment. I remember um, there was this scene where Holland Wolf was like basically bullying his band because the one guy messed up like one note and he yeah. was like gave him like this look like he's gonna beat the shit out of him if he didn't do that note right and then and then the next thing i remember is adrian brody having a heart attack in his car and dying in front of the old record store so that's that was my first anyway so um that's a kind of a a long-winded explanation <laughs> what I'm, I'm not high right now but <laughs> but what i'm saying though is that there's a scene in here that reminds me of that that experience okay so um after the whole kerfuffle or kafefi or whatever you call it um <laughs> with officer ranger of waking up the uh the whole um campground <clears throat> because of uh, beethoven causing such a ruckus he uh judge reinald had to sleep outside with beethoven because his wife didn't want them to get kicked out of the thing and but she didn't want beethoven to sleep inside the rv so she made him <clears throat> go out to sleep with beethoven that sounded weird but sleep next to beethoven yes and this, this now this is where the feminism propaganda starts in the movie anti-father propaganda okay so so daughter sarah <laughs> i'm totally just doing a character here so da- daughter sarah that's actually not my views. This is this random character. Yes. View. Daughter Sarah hands a pillow uh, to Judge Reinhold, and he's like, oh, thanks, sweetheart. And she goes, oh, Dad, for Beethoven. So there it goes. Anti-father propaganda right there. Literal, you know, literal anti-patriarchy. Anti, literally anti-patriarchy. Here's father being sent off to sleep on dirt. This is the man that provides for his family. He's sleeping outside next to the dogs, literally. And he doesn't even got his own pillow. That pillow is for Beethoven. I don't like it. One bit. Anyway, so um, where 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 was I going with this? Mic? I don't know. <laughs> totally. Okay, here it is. So they both have dreams, and Judge Reinhold has like a, a stupid dream, and then Beethoven's dream is Judge Reinhold dressed as a hot dog running away from Beethoven as Beethoven's trying to chase and eat him as a hot dog and there's like this weird like surreal music being played in the background like piano organ stuff and like they're doing these weird like slow motion effects and like judge reinhold is like like yelling but like happily yelling but still like afraid he's going to be caught by beethoven as the hot dog yeah and i'm watching this and i'm like this is really fucking spacey like it's like they went over to like ucla's film school and got some yeah. like the the worst kid in their uh yeah. in their freshman um <clears throat> film class and they're like hey do you want to make a short like right. experimental film here and they got him high and then that's yeah and that's what he came <laughs> up with <laughs> like, so long story short <laughs> I've been high a few times, and that reminded me of watching stuff while high. That should have been like a thirty-second explanation that went into like a seven-minute one, and which you normally you do if you're high, and I'm not high, so okay. And 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 just now on on another tangent, um, as Matt went off on his uh his his um bias towards uh the worst soda in the world, um, I just noticed he's now wearing a Pepsi shirt. <laughs> yeah, well, this was a gift 
See, I didn't buy a Pepsi T-shirt. I, I'm telling you though, it's better. I don't know. I don't think so. I think the the next podcast we need to start. It's just going to be called Coke versus Pepsi. Coke versus Pepsi. <clears throat> And all we do is we I have mean, guests on here, and all they do is, like, which do you like better, Coke or Pepsi? And they're like, oh, I like Coke. Oh, I like Pepsi. <laughs> and then that's the whole show. I mean, I guess I could see Pepsi being better if you like Coke, but then you decide that you want a thousand extra pounds of sugar added to it because the flavor is, you know, not, you know, it's not flavorful enough. But to me, I like the more subtle flavors of life. I don't, I don't need everything to be completely. I think there's actually more sugar in Coke <laughs> well, than there is in Pepsi. I don't Pepsi. care. Whatever, whatever is the, but, sweetening, the sweetening factor. <laughs> but Coke is too acidic, in my opinion. Uh, well. Yes. I, I don't like the, it's got too much of a bite. Really? But I can understand I somebody, like the bite. See, I understand somebody liking the bite. But I will tell you one thing, I will tell you. Mm. The best cola, Besides Pepsi, mm-hmm. in the world is McDonald's Fountain Coke. Oh yeah, totally. Yes, the Fountain. Yes, yes, gotta be Fountain though. And at McDonald's, it's because of their water filtration. It's what it is, yeah. Yes. Because not Burger King, no, um, doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's gotta specifically be McDonald's, sure. But anyways, um, so we should do a soda war commercial or not commercial get podcast. podcast. Wow. <laughs> We just have guests on and ask them which which they like better, Coke or Pepsi, and then argue about it. Yeah, we'll we'll just invite people on and not tell them what the show's about, <clears throat> and yeah. then we'll, we'll have some people on here who don't even drink soda, and they'll be like, well, "I don't know, I've I never had yeah. Pepsi or Coke. I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> you know what? You know what I hate though. What? Art artisanal sodas. At least I think we can both mm. agree on those that they're hipster bullshit. I don't really like the word artisanal. Either do I. But that's what they use. I just don't like the word artisanal. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's such a hipster word. Mm-hmm. It makes it makes you sound like you're so deep or whatever. Like, I think we've ki- finally now in our world gotten to the point where people are not using fancy words like artisanal as much. Yeah, which is good. Or craft or yeah. or um or organic or yeah. good. Or um, good. Oh, wait, what? Well, <laughs> no, no. I think it's still use good. Oh okay, but. yeah, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Okay, so Pepsi and Coke go really good with hot dogs. <clears throat> yes, they do, so that'll bring us back into the um, weirdness of this fucking movie. Not Judge Reinhold dressed as a hot dog, because that would be cannibalism. But if you are listening to this Judge Reinhold, you know, on the you, chance you might be, you can come on to our podcast. Dressed as a hot dog. Dressed as a hot dog, <laughs> and tell us which you prefer, Coke or Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he can come on too. Jesus Christ, if you're listening okay. to this podcast, you know what I bet you Jesus could do? What? He could turn Coke into Pepsi. Right. Because he could do water into right. wine. See what I did? Which I got fish and car right is my next note. Oh, wow. So fishes as well. Yes. Loaves and the fishes. Yeah. Or fishes, whatever. Do you think, do you, do you think if we had like a big pool full of like soda that Jesus could walk on it? <laughs> Probably. Okay. Just checking. I mean, his feet would get really sticky. <laughs> I don't think he would be very happy about it. No. <laughs> That'd be a waste of soda, too. Why did you yeah, <laughs> make me do this? <clears throat> so they have fish in the car because the car, they drove the car into the, the pond or the lake after they got caught by yeah. Beethoven. The, the bad guys. The yeah. bad guys, sorry. The bad yeah. Tommy and whoever the other idiot is. Animal. Tr- I just have written animal tranquilizers the next note i have that's all it says i don't know what that you don't know what it means i don't so i was writing down shorthand notes yeah i'm thinking that's when they were going to use the animal tranquilizers uh but they didn't again I don't yeah know. rear view mirror <clears throat> oh yeah so the rear view the rear oh, 
God damn, that's hard to say. Rear view mirror. mirror. You on po- the on the RV, you point this out. Yeah, basically, there's a point where they tie up Beethoven to the rearview mirror, and then he gets loose. This is the this is the this is the point where uh, the Diet Coke gets all splashed on <laughs> um, right. on the kid. Anyways, um, he goes running after he sees the bad guy, and he breaks the rearview mirror off of the RV. But then the next shot where they show him running away from the RV, guess what's not broken off of the RV? Take a guess, Matt. Oh, the the mirror. <clears throat> ding, 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 ding. The rear oh, yeah. view mirror. In perfect condition. Yeah. Not duct taped or anything like that. Objects in the rear view mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, and I, I do have my notes. Beethoven yes. tackles the hacker genius who tried to steal the kids. Sorry, steal the keys from the kid. God damn it. Yeah. Steal the kids from the keys, really. Yes. Um, and then, you know, little shit for... Shithead, whatever. I can't even talk right now. Stupid brat gets pissed off at Beethoven, yells at the poor dog because he wanted to impress this girl, and it's like, you know what? The fucking dog here loves you, and he's but trying he to didn't pr- impress her enough when he was standing there looking at uh at at like Hello Kitty uh, toys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was looking at a Hello Kitty. I don't know. I don't know why, but whatever. And he I, and that you know, of course, this is two thousand, so there's like, oh, I I I don't like Hello Kitty stuff. That, that that's that's for my sister. Because I'm a boy, and boys can't like Hello Kitty. They got like boy stuff, like mm-hmm. baseball and football and beer. Well, not beer. Hopefully not as a boy, but like you know, growing. But you into know that. what? What? It'd be a pity. <laughs> That's right. It'd be a pity if you couldn't play your ditty. ditty. Lord knows, knows you should have put you, with it's a Hello Kitty. It's a little jingle I wrote yes like, thirteen years ago. I used to have a Hello Kitty um, <laughs> boombox that my. My, uh, at the time, child niece gave me. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yes. And I wrote a jingle when I was using your bathroom. Yes. That's where all the best creative work happens, when you're using the bathroom. Yeah. My my bathroom, specifically. Your bath. Yeah, yours. <laughs> <Not mine. laughs> That's why sometimes I gotta come here in the middle of the night and knock on the door. Hey, Mike, can I use your bathroom? <laughs> Real good idea. <laughs> Like I want to do some writing, so I got to use your restroom. Um, no. Might be a while. So. <laughs> Don't worry about the sounds. Uh, that would be a great thing right there to do, like an ad for a show. Is this little rant, this little yes. banter, and then put like some music in the background right after. We're like the all too real two podcast. That's a, we should remember that right there. That little yes, we'll right. we'll remember that, folks. <laughs> yeah, we'll just tell you. <laughs> Remind us. Send us an email. <laughs> So what's that, what's next? So Judge Reinhold says, "Sorry, boy, boss's orders." He locks him in the, the RV where the the like a bed is, and he yeah. lifts the bed up because the bed was like a thing that could fold. It was like a, a Murphy bed sort of thing, yeah. And now one of the best parts of the movie comes up is the sumo western thing. Yeah, that they go to a western town, much like uh, in a much better uh, family um, family vacation <laughs> film called. Vacation, yeah, vacation with Chevy Chase, which this r- reminded me of in the fact that it was a movie. Yeah, see, this movie made me forget, too, that there's other movies that exist and yes. are good. Yes, the, the things that they have in common is that they're both movies. <clears throat> One's funny. Yeah, one is funny. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they go to the sumo thing, and Brennan, the kid... Gets uh, picked out of the audience to 
get abused by an adult. Yeah, he, the guy goes to town on him. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah, he's in a sumo wrestler suit, like one of those padded suits or whatever, but, but this fucking sumo wrestler is, like, throwing him around... Which I think is child abuse. I'm yeah, just saying. He's, he's lifting him up. He's spinning him around. The kid's saying he's gonna be sick. He doesn't doesn't even heed his remarks at all. Just throws no. him on the ground. Beethoven. While his parents are cheering yeah, him on. Their parents are like, "Go, Brennan! Go, Brennan!" It's like, "Yeah, this is gonna be a great traumatic memory for him to talk about in therapy now." Yes. For the next 15 years of his fucking life. And um, Beethoven looks like he wants to save him, but since he got yelled at, he doesn't know what to do. So good job, Brennan. You could have got protected by your dog, but now he doesn't know if he should. So that's on you. But anyway, mm-hmm. all to you know, impress some girl. But you know, the best parents don't you know do the child abuse themselves. Yeah, they, they have a sumo wrestler do it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So there is one good line though, where Judge Reinhold goes, "This really takes me back." And so his son goes, "To where?" <laughs> <laughs> when was there a sumo western? <laughs> oh boy, this like, movie's the greatest movie ever. Good old, made. like you know, sar- you know, twelve-year-old sarcasm. Yes. And so then, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting all flustered here with my. Oh no, that's okay. So the the, the bad guys show up. They they got they they dress in the suits as well. And then the one guy goes, does this suit make me look fat? And then they proceed for like 45 seconds, get into this weird slapping, like, like it's the three stooges type of thing going on. And it's like, is this really necessary? Like, like just trying to fill time. Like what? Like, I don't understand the intent of why that was needed. Anyway. So, the, the whole movie or just that scene? Well, the whole movie. Oh, okay. Just, just, just. So then, so then there's something else. I forgot what happened. Beethoven causes like another thing. And because he sees them, so they, they, they try running away. The one guy falls down and then the other guy walks over him and then he says, thank you. But like, he didn't say it like, like sarcasm. Like he was actually thanking the guy for walking on him. So I'm not sure if he's got some weird walking kink. I don't know. Whatever. And, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Who knows at this point, really? Beethoven eats 20 eggs. I write that down in the RV when they're having a good time with Beethoven now. Because yes. now they come to terms with Beethoven being a part of their family, that they're, you know, they enjoy him being on the vacation with them. So he eats like 20 pickled eggs, it looks like. And then he farts, and then everyone leaves the RV because he farted. And then, what else? Oh yeah, covered in shit. Just wrote that. That's all. That's all I got written down. It's covered in shit. I know what it's re- referencing to. So, Judge Reinhold empties the <clears throat> septic thing. Right, shitter's full. Oh, right at, <laughs> right at the, yeah, <laughs> another vacation. Right? Yes, <clears throat> right at the bad guys who are like waving their hands because their car broke down, and it's like I don't know how he can't see them because it's a yellow car, and they're right on the side of the road. He doesn't see them, and he empties the septic thing, so they're literally covered in shit. <clears throat> I have the word rad with the question mark written down. Because at one point, Judge Reinhold... Oh, yeah, he's a, he's, he calls something, he's like, he's like, let's go to this place, it's going to be really rad, and then the kid's like, rad? Rad? Like, like <laughs> no one says that anymore, Dad. Yeah. Like, you know, fuck you. <clears throat> and, uh, but anyways, they, they end up going to a hotel, eventually. Eventually, yes. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Because of the brick. Yeah, there was a brick. Oh, yeah. They thought Beethoven threw a brick through the window of the RV. <laughs> um, because the bad, one of the bad guys did the, the, the stupid coffee hopped up guy. Yeah. Um, 
why the other guy was trying to hack the security system to get into the thing. The other guy just throws a brick through the windshield, which they probably should have just done in the first place, but that's just me. Um, but, and the glass breaks really easily, like, like, like old, like single plane, pane glass, like in a, in, in an old, like dilapidated building, you know, old schoolhouse that was, you know, condemned like 50 years ago. Um, it isn't tempered like most, uh, you know, RV and car glass should be, but that's okay, whatever. We don't have to be accurate in a movie. No, not for this movie. No. And by the way, too, that brick throwing was in slow motion, but really bad slow motion. Yes, for no reason whatsoever. <clears throat> bad effects. Really bad effects. No reason whatsoever. Yeah, it was... It was and the coffee maker, yeah, he, the guy's talking about the coffee maker when he gets... This guy is obsessed with coffee or caffeine or whatever. Yeah. He's addicted or something. I don't I'm know telling you. I don't worry about him, actually. I think after this movie, that character, you know, he discovers Red Bull and then he just dies. Right. Or he, <laughs> he gets hooked on tranquilizers because he accidentally tranked himself. Yeah. So maybe that's his new drug. He's like, oh, I just realized how chill I can be. So now he goes, he goes, just goes from coffee to the tranks. <laughs> coffee to tranks. Yep. That's the name of my next movie. Coffee to tranks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Open up the case. Because they didn't open up the case to the DVD that they painstakingly searched for. Yes. They're just going to take the case and hope that the DVD's in there for some reason. So, but but anyways, they, they don't get it. Dog attacks them. Blah, blah, blah. They go to a hotel. Kid runs into the little girl again. Like, they keep running into each other for yeah. this entire vacation. Which is funny because the end, the end is a nice little twist, you know, about yeah, you, that. You find out that they actually are going to go to the same high school. Yeah, they actually live in the same town or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but yet she's not in the fourth. Um, anyways. Well, whatever. Maybe she died on the Yeah, sorry. It's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Or maybe he did. I don't know. She came over to pet the dog and the <laughs> yeah, dog mauled her to death. It turned into Cujo. Um, the, uh, <laughs> no. Um, hope not. <laughs> I just can't get over the fact they thought Beethoven like <clears throat> like they were so mad at this dog for you know ostensibly ruining their family vacation that they actually they thought, thought he th- was capable of throwing a brick through a like, window. How much do you get to hate a creature of this earth so much to think that it's possible of doing something that it's not possible to do, nor would it actually want to do that thing? Well, there was for for there are split moments in the day. Where dogs have opposable thumbs, <laughs> okay, and strength in their in their in their in their legs where they can throw things. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's only once in a great while. Oh, I see. Yeah. He, so he found that one moment. Yes. Decided to throw a slow motion brick. <laughs> and there's moments where they turn into a guy with spiky hair. Yeah. Anyways, um, so what happens? We we we're at the hotel. The little girl decides to. Uh, what she do? She decides to uh, sleep in the in the RV with Beethoven. Yeah, they're still staking out the RV. The Tommy is is losing his bearings. He's coming up with all kinds of conspiracy theories about how Beethoven is actually spliced with alien DNA, and that he's an alien dog, and that's why he's so smart and and um, you know super strong. It's not because he's a Saint Bernard, which is known to be one of the strongest dog breeds on Earth. That's not why he's strong. No. It's because that's one of the attributes of that breed. It's because he's an alien dog. That makes sense. So maybe he was drinking too much coffee at that Well, time. alien dogs can throw bricks through okay, windows. Well, yeah, so okay. 
And throw alien bricks. Yes, not not human bricks, <laughs> no. but alien bricks. <laughs> Special bricks that only come from alien worlds. <laughs> they can't like you know. No, no, not not like Lego bricks or anything. No, no, no just <clears throat> alien bricks. And by alien bricks, I mean like from the movie Alien, like sets. Yeah, like yeah, yeah the, the 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 stuff that they used to make the set for <laughs> yes, alien. It's, it's alien bricks. <laughs> A spaceship that I don't think has any bricks on it. But anyway, so we'll <laughs> they'll find some on there. Okay. <laughs> Someone just brought some bricks just in case. <laughs> uh, yeah, which <clears throat> would have been a good idea, actually. You know, you could just pound a brick into their head, but whatever. Oh, boy, what happened? I got the last thing I have is written is addicted to coffee. That's all I've got. Yeah, the guy's addicted to coffee, so, I guess. You're right. Sarah wants to keep Beethoven company because she feels bad that he's by himself. So, yeah, she's in, she's in the RV with the dog. And uh, while she's in it, the... Um, the bad guys, the wet bandit wannabes, yeah. um, are in the, uh, they, they break into the RV, or not really break in because there's no, uh, security turned on. Plus, there's a big fucking hole in the front of it! <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm too loud. no, I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, they, Anyways, they they go in there and they they take the RV. They and I guess the keys are in it or something. And they they start it up and they go off on the road. And uh, Brennan sees the the RV taken off and and he realizes that his sister, his little sister's in the freaking thing. And then so they they call the cops. Cops eventually eventually there's a uh, there's a there, there's a ultimate like. Big red stop button in, in the, in the RV that Beethoven eventually stops after the thing. At one point, um, the dumbass, uh, coffee guy, uh, tranks himself, yeah. And he gets, uh, he, he lays down onto the Murphy bed and he gets, uh, closed up into the wall, which I don't think is possible. But anyways, no. um. <laughs> he should have died, suffocated. Yeah, dead. probably. But anyways, they, they end up stopping at the cops. Uh, Judge Reinhold's character steals the, Steals a cop car to go chase them down with the cop in it. Yeah. And so they, they end up, uh, doing this and he's like, yeah, can't you just shoot out the tires of the, of the RV? And he's like, you've seen too many movies. And he's like, yeah, that would endanger the child. He's like, yeah, you don't want to kill the little girl. I don't know. So yeah. Anyways, they, they end up getting to their family vacation thing later after everybody gets arrested for fucking trying to steal a Don Knotts movie. And, um, <laughs> yeah, we never know what the code was yeah. for. Maybe, maybe they were trying to, uh, create a clone of Don Knotts and then you just make another, you know, shaky, shaky, shakier gun in the West. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the even shakiest gun in the West. I don't know what it would be. Uh, <laughs> even shakier gun in the West. Uh, what would the sequel to that be called, Matt? Uh, yeah, even shakier. Yeah. That's what. We- that just even shakier. Yeah, just that. Yeah, we should make that movie. Yeah, okay. Okay. Even shake. Yeah, we'll we'll bring Don Knotts back from the dead. <laughs> Whoa. Anyways, um, <laughs> the uh, so they they go back to the thing and then they meet their uncle there and of course we don't see Charles Grodin or Bonnie Hunt from the first oh, movies. Of course not. And um, couldn't afford them. No. <laughs> or even if they could afford them. Bonnie Hunt and Charles Grodin read the script and are like, fuck no! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this, this is terrible. So they got the Riddler instead. Yeah. Who's like, 
tells them, oh, by the way, um, they can't make it or whatever, right? Yeah, and they're, they're going to be gone for a year. <laughs> so they get stuck with the, the dog for another year, I guess. And they, will, I guess we'll see in Beethoven's Fourth. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait, Matt. Well, they were happy to have Beethoven again. Oh, yeah, by that time they loved him. And then they get two, two more dogs exactly. from their cousins or some bullshit. And yeah, St. Bernard's like, okay. They have to, you know, look just like Beethoven. It's like, and then they all live happily ever after. Why is everyone in this family only getting St. Bernard's dogs? And why do they just assume that one group in the family is just going to take care of all their dogs? That's <laughs> I don't a, know. A fucked up, stupid family right there. But do you want to take a break now, Matt? Sure. And uh, we'll come back and we'll read some uh, some reviews from the Internet Movie Database sure. and um, see what other people thought of this uh, <clears throat> this what do you call it? piece of shit this movie I guess. <laughs> this piece of dog shit yeah anyways <laughs> be right back Bye. it's the ninja from the asked angry ninja show saying come listen to the show we got the ninja wife to give you your movie reviews we got the conscript to give you the ninja news and we got the battle to talk about your sports and as always it is the ask the angry ninja show so Ask me a question, we'll give you the ninja knowledge you need for your ninja life. Search for us anywhere you get your podcast from. Just search for the Ask the Anger Ninja Show and enjoy the show. And we are back. Back. <laughs> so, uh... I looked up some uh, reviews here of this this amazing film, Matt. Yep. So, uh, Ross Robinson, back in um, October 31st of uh, 2003, I know the exact date that he posted this. What time? I'm thinking he went out trick-or-treating. Does it say what time? No, I don't oh, know. Shoot. The 31st is, yeah. you know, so I'm just guessing he went out trick-or-treating. Yeah. Came home, watched, watched Beethoven's fourth, uh, third, and then <laughs> what a great Halloween! I can guarantee you, he was probably drunk. He went to a Halloween party, and he comes home with Taco Bell. He's like, you know what would be really good right now to watch Beethoven's third. <laughs> he was sitting there, like two thousand three. What were people dressing up as then? Um, I, don't I don't know. know uh, yeah, Hagrid or I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, yeah, he came home dressed up like Hagrid. <laughs> With some Taco Bell and a and a and a six pack of Molson, and he's um, <laughs> wow. I don't know. Anyways, um, so uh, okay, Ross, um, this is what you have to say. He said Beethoven is back. Beethoven's third was made seven years after the second Beethoven movie was made in 1993. Seven years later, Beethoven's third was released in 2000. I enjoyed this movie as I think it. Brought the humor of the other Beethoven movies back in. Period. I don't know what. Okay, I remember when I first saw the first ever Beethoven movie when it was out when it was released in 1992. I give Beethoven's Third an eight out of ten, but yet he, it says a ten out of ten on the top, so I'm confused. <laughs> he changed his review <laughs> mid midway. Here's oh, another. God. Here's another good one. It doesn't have a. Rating, but I'm guessing they probably gave it like a 10 or whatever. It says, enough of the bashing. This is from Neglectful Killer, um. who posted this on February 9th, 2004. 
So my guess is that they were kind of upset because, uh, you know, Valentine's Day was coming up. Oh. And um, they were just sad, neglectful killer because, you know, killers don't usually have, you know, I mean, Ted Bundy had a girlfriend. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying it's, um you know, I'm just guessing that this neglectful killer forgot about his girlfriend that he killed Whoa. and realized, wait, Valentine's Day is coming up and I just killed my girlfriend. Whoa. I'm joking, like I, I, I hope he didn't actually do I anything. hope none of this actually happened. But anyways, um, <laughs> here we go. Of all of the Beethoven movies, Beethoven's third is the funniest. The second was pretty good, but this one has some hilarious moments. I don't care what anyone else here says. I don't either. I, don't, I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that I love this movie just cause I don't want neglectful killer to forget to kill me. Wait. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that meant. Wow. Anyways, he says, I don't care what anyone else says. I liked it. The two bad guys were hilarious. Mm. I felt a, I felt a great disturbance in the force as the seven gnomes cried out at once and were silenced. The lanky dude is esoteric like this. Either you get that style of humor or you don't. Mm. I do, so I think it's funny. The other guy is a speed junkie who drinks <laughs> caffeinated beverages by the scads and has some pretty funny physical comedy scenes. Judge Reinhold was a great dad in this movie and has some funny lines. The shakiest gun in the West. This was one of the f- highlights of the trip. For Pete's sake, funny stuff. I can't tell if this guy's serious or not. Right. But all I know is, neglectful killer, don't kill me. Please. Please forget to, please be neglectful. Yes. And don't kill me. Okay, anyways. Me too. Yes. So, uh. Okay, so I got one here, Matt, that is a 2 out of 10 star. Mm hmm. Okay. And that's from Smells Like Cheese. Oh. Okay. And they posted it on uh, November 29th, uh, 2006. So I'm guessing this is right around um, Thanksgiving. I noticed that, like, there's interesting <laughs> timing for these <laughs> Halloween, and then there's, like, a few days before. The, uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> a few days after Thanksgiving. What the? So I'm thinking, you know, they're, they're just bored during the holidays yeah. <laughs> and thought, <laughs> hey, let's like. watch. Okay, let's see, let's see what a he or she has to say. Okay. <laughs> It says, right, nice cover-up. I don't know what that means. But anyway, it says, I was babysitting a couple nights ago, and my cousins are in love with the Beethoven's movies, Beethoven movies. So we watched all of them and had a movie night. Um, I remember loving the first and the second Beethoven when I was a kid. So in some ways, I was interested in seeing where the story took off for the Newtons. But this turned into your typical family film that wasn't really original or believable. The villains seem to be homosexual morons who were who seemed out of place and wanting a disc of valuable information um and the whole family was predictable stereotypes um beethoven for no reason explained um no reason explained has been shipped to george newton's brother richard who is uh taking his family to a reunion where he'll meet George and Alice and give them Beethoven. That is true. They didn't really explain to why. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I guess, I guess Richard rents a movie that these criminals thought would never be rented. In, in the case, there was a DVD of secret information that the criminals must have back. They chase the family around with Beethoven who will make sure that these guys will not hurt the family. 
Although with these uh, certain villains, I'm pretty sure that's not a strong possibility. It was really bad acting and not even good enough movie for a family afternoon. I'm not sure why my cousins liked the movies, because I raised them better than that with uh, movie knowledge, but oh well. I guess these movies must have something special in them, so I guess I will give it an extra point. So he or she probably wanted to give it a give it a one, but gave it an extra point just because their cousins liked it. Um, this next one is uh, oh, I'm not going to read that one. It's way too long. <clears throat> what I want to know is the homosexual thing. Where do they get that? Yeah, like how I don't understand like. Was that supposed to be like meant as an insult? Like oh, I don't homosexual, or maybe she was reading into their relationship somehow. I, I did not get that. He or all. she? I'm not saying she, but I don't know. It could be. I, I just got them. I don't know. Some stupid team of yeah. One guy who is sort of smart, but not yeah. really a genius. I mean, like I never thought that uh, that the Wet Bandits in uh, the Home Alone movies, which they seem like basically copies of in certain ways, yeah. except for they have their own personalities. But you know what I mean. I never thought that they were lovers. I don't know. But then again, I did see uh the the fourth home alone movie where I do know that uh that uh the one goes off and has a girlfriend, so oh, yeah. played by Missy Pyle, you know, when we watched that movie. So That was a great one. Yes. So anyways, um <laughs> they made like what, ten more of those? No no there's only like there's only five, I think. Five, okay. Total. Four or five, yeah. Uh anyways, um yeah, I don't think I want to read any more of these <laughs> reviews because they're all bad. They're all like basically like this movie's a piece of shit. Don't watch it. Yeah. Pretty much what we were saying. So you don't want to hear it again from somebody else. You know, you you already listened to an hour <laughs> of people saying <laughs> Yeah, it. yeah, we're at an hour and six minutes here mm-hmm. in this episode. So we should probably wrap things up here, Matt. Yeah. Um Yeah. Just to let you know that we do now have a direct from hell t shirt available on our T public. You can um, order that. There'll be a link in the uh, show description for that. So, you yeah. know, and, and anything you order on the Tee Public uh, helps support uh, all the Cullen Park uh, podcasts, um, yeah. All Too Real, All Too Real 2, and our Super Story podcast yep. that we have right now. We may have more by the time this airs. I don't know. Yeah. We might have a hundred more. Well, yes. Well, maybe not a hundred, but... A hundred and one. Ooh, a hundred. Ooh. And they'll all be about Dalmatians. Yeah, a hundred and one podcasts. Cast Dalmatian. Nah, I, yeah. I, I lost it. We're just going to do things about dogs from now on. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that was good, and uh, I think we're done here. I don't really want to talk about this piece of shit movie anymore, no. do you? Do you have anything else to say about it before just, we leave? Just one thing. Oh, yeah, would you recommend it to anybody, Matt? Uh, yeah. Who? Um, Trump. Yes. I think it's a little bit too intelligent for yeah, him, though. Maybe. I don't know, maybe. No, I would recommend it because it's so bad. Yeah. That if you want to riff on a movie with your friends or your family, mm-hmm. it's a good movie to do that to. Yes. It, it's, 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 and it's, it's family friendly enough that it can be multiple age groups too. It doesn't have to be just, you know, mm-hmm. your adult friends or family. It could be teens or whatever. I, mean, I am buying a copy of it. Really? Yes. To send to Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> Whoa. Because I think it would be good for their torture. Oh. Whoa. Whoa, I'm sorry. Anyways. Are you um, torture now on, on the All Too Real 2 podcast? No, I'm not. <laughs> Anyways, um, I just think it would be more humane to make them watch this than, like, waterboarding or something. I don't and know. It, if, I'm not sure. If it's- 
Well, yeah. <laughs> anything is, but it's a close second. Yes. It's a close second. So, anyways, uh, make sure you uh, follow us on social media and uh, check out. And please uh, go to iTunes and give us a five star if you like the show. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, still give us a five star. Yeah, no, no matter what, give us a five. Yeah, because that'll help us. That's the only way you can. I mean, people are asking me how they could help the show get promoted, and that's pretty much the best way out there. So, um, talk to you folks later. Yep. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to All Too Real Two podcast, a Cullen Park production, produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.